You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to me, Liz Earle, bringing you another riveting episode of Wellness with Liz Earle. And this time we're talking hormones, menopausal hormones, or the lack of them more specifically, and what we could or should be doing about them. And I am delighted to be joined by Dr. Louise Newson, literally one of the UK's leading menopause specialists, to guide us through that menopausal minefield of hormones, hot flushes, HRT, and more. So Louise, welcome to my wellbeing studios. Thank you. It is really so highly anticipated this podcast because I can't tell you the number of women. I suppose because I'm in my mid 50s and a lot of my girlfriends are sort of 40s. But even younger women, that there's just so many people who are interested in what's going on, what will happen, the changes, yep. and so much of this that's going on in our lives and how we feel particularly perhaps with our energy levels and our mood and our emotions, can be linked to the menopause, which is extraordinary. Totally. totally. So what do you find? Because you're a GP and a menopause specialist. Yes, so I'm a GP, but I also run a menopause clinic. And I also, I'm in my late 40s. I have lots of friends, similar age. One thing is that it's such a taboo. It happens to all of us. We can't Mm. run away from the menopause. It is going to happen, whatever we do. But so many people don't know enough about it, which is a surprise, isn't it? But then we don't learn about it at school. We don't always talk to our parents about it. No, you might have Um, sex education and all of that, but nobody says what happens at the other end. No, well, that's right. My my teenage children are just told the menopause is when your periods stop, which is true. As you know, it's a year after your periods stop, but they're not told about any symptoms. And they happen at a time often when maybe our elderly relatives are giving us strife our teenager children are giving us mm. strife we're diff- busy at work with that sort yeah. of sandwich generation once to get on and then something's happening to our body but we don't often think it's the menopause yeah. we blame other things so I think one of the things that I touched on in my last series actually when I first touched on the menopause and already we had an amazing response to that you know mm. we could really see that so many people were downloading just that even beginning introduction is this thing called the perimenopause, yes. which is when our hormone levels are declining mm. before the menopause. As you say, the menopause classically is that 12 months after a last period. Yes. But that's not the story, is it? The story no. is all the years leading up to totally. that. So what's happening during those early years? So if you break down the words menopause, men is our, or meno is the menstrual cycle, so our periods. Pause is stop, obviously. And then peri just means around the time of. So it's before our periods um, stop completely we have changing hormone levels and it's often it's the estrogen 
that is very important to our bodies and those levels change but they don't just gradually decline and stop they fluctuate so a lot of people find they have symptoms for a few months and then they feel fine and then it happens again right. so you have this peak and trough um, as our ovaries run out of eggs with that our estrogen levels fall um, so that's why people have these symptoms and they can last for quite a few years and they'll start sort of mid 40s typically classically they start mm. mid 40s the average age of the menopause is 51 but a, a, a around one in a hundred women have um, their menopause under the age of 40 so it can happen at any age gosh well I was to Literally, I was in the hairdressers a few weeks ago and I've seen the same lovely lady for, for years, decades probably. And I said, oh, how are things going? And she said, oh, you know, I'm so tired. My husband's driving me crazy. Mm. Kids are really getting my nerves. I'm not sleeping particularly well. And I looked at her and I said, how old are you? And she said, well, I'm 46. And she said, would well, you think you're perimenopausal then? Mm. And she looked at me completely blankly yeah. and went on to describe, you know, all sorts of symptoms mm. from anxiety to sleeplessness to you know middle-aged spread and weight gain and mm. all of those things mm. and by the end of the conversation I was saying to her you know you have to look into this you have to go and yes. talk to your GP yeah. think about HRT mm. which she but you know she was saying but I still have periods yes I said well that's that's not that's not the story though no, is it that's totally right and a lot of people think that they have to have stopped their periods to even have a chat about HRT or think about what to do but it's very important because when our levels are changing and you're getting symptoms that's when it's a time to really look at what you're doing mm. not just with HRT but your whole lifestyle yeah. your diet exercise as well as hormones as well because we also know there are lots of benefits which we'll talk about of HRT but we know that the earlier HRT is taken the better for future disease prevention which is really important. Now you talk about early menopause I've read figures that it seems that younger women mm. are becoming increasingly prone if that's the right mm. word to having menopause earlier is that what you're finding yeah so it's around one in a hundred women under the age of 40 one in a thousand under the age of 30 so that's Gosh, a lot of women that's young isn't um, it some of these will be women who have had a, um, a hysterectomy in their ovaries removed a nephrectomy um, and they have a surgical menopause which is often very harsh because it's a very mm. unnatural menopause um, often we don't know why it happens the ovaries just we are only born with a finite number of eggs and once they run out that's that's it unfortunately but often also there's a lot of um, childhood cancers so mm. when people have chemotherapy certain types of radiotherapy it can affect the function of the ovaries mm. and thankfully survival so much better from from you know from uh, pediatric cancers but then these these women often have an early menopause as a result of their treatment when they're younger right and would they automatically be prescribed HRT then these women women under the age of 40 well under the age of 45 have to have hormones either HRT or the pill because without the estrogen in their bodies there's a massive increased risk of heart attacks strokes also um, osteoporosis also mm. dementia so it's a big health problem if these pe people aren't having um, hormones to replace the hormones their body should otherwise be producing yeah so it's a bit like if you have an underactive thyroid gland you have thyroxin if your ovaries aren't working you need to have hormones to replace and um, what are the different hormones because you, you mentioned the contraceptive mm. pill you know so many young women will be taking and older women too, will be taking the contraceptive pill which is a hormone therapy, yes. isn't yeah, it? Because totally. you're, you're taking yes. hormones. What are the yeah. hormones in, in the pill? So it's interesting. So the hormones in the pill are this similar. They're estrogen and progesterone. But actually, the hormones in HRT are more natural. So um, they're not synthetic. So therefore, they're actually you know, a lot so safer. Fascinating. So for, yeah. you know, for young women who were, are quite happy to swallow mm. a synthetic mm. contraceptive pill for years, I mean decades, 
yeah. will then later on in life go, oh, I, you know, I couldn't take yes, HRT. So why can't we just carry on taking the contraceptive pill? Because it's got more risks, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you, you wouldn't so want to. So there is a risk with, with the synthetic uh, pills because they're oral as well. You take them as a tablet. There's a small increased risk Gosh. of a clot. Yes. And uh, most of the oestrogen that I prescribe, as you know, is through the skin. So it's as a mm. gel or a patch. There's no increased risk of clot. If you're that. taking the contraceptive pill, mm. does that mask HRT uh, hormonal symptoms? It can do. It can mask um, menopausal symptoms. Right. So I see quite a few people who stop the pill because they're told they're at an age where they, they need to come off it mm-hmm. and then they have these florid symptoms. And um, they might think that's just because they've, they've come, t- they've off, the come pill, off the pill, but actually yes, their own hormones right. are sort of yes. settling down. Okay, so we've established really who should be considering it mm. and the types of symptoms so what are the symptoms that people are presenting themselves to you in your surgery well most people actually don't present with menopausal symptoms to my general practice surgery right. which is sounds bizarre doesn't it so uh, the most common symptoms are hot flushes and night sweats so the vasomotor mm. symptoms um, and these can really affect people I have people who literally you know covered in pools of sweat when they're when they're um, during the night time I've had one lady wears sanitary towels under her armpits just to get through the day she oh sweats so much people that can't wear makeup you know but actually those people they're not the worst symptoms it's the psychological symptoms so low mood depressive symptoms anxiety is very very common um loss of self-esteem less loss of self-worth um poor concentration tiredness we just think of that that we're getting old totally you just think well my 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 mind's going i put my keys down i have no idea where i've put them totally (laughs) um and then people often come to me because they think they're depressed or it can affect can cause palpitations so people come thinking Mm. they've got a heart problem urinary symptoms we have estrogen receptors all over our body so it affects us in so many ways so it can affect our bladders our urinary tracts so people come Mm. with urinary tract infections or symptoms that they can't hold on to their urine as much and that Um, it could be because of low levels of estrogen declining the other thing is migraines can come a lot more common so they can become more frequent more severe so in general practice as you can see all these people come with all these symptoms i'm very tuned into the menopause so as soon as i think about the menopause and ask people will then tell me about their hot flushes and night sweats mm. but they won't come with them because they'll say well it's just the menopause we have to get through it right so they won't go and see a gp to discuss yes. about something that's not a medical condition well i so, you know i feel so fortunate myself because i was rewriting my little ebook mm. which was my first little publication of this journey a couple of years ago and for me then i think i was probably what 52 maybe and hadn't considered that I could be, you know, mm. going into the menopause or having the menopause. But I wasn't sleeping particularly well and I wasn't getting the classic yes. hot flush. So I didn't, you know, I think if I had that, I would have been much more aware mm. of it. I was just finding, I was waking up at four in the morning and, mm. and so a little common. bit warm, but not really. And yeah. then I couldn't get back to sleep. And as somebody who's a bit super busy sometimes, mm. you know, I can do a lot of things. I think a lot of yeah, women of feel course. that we're very capable, yeah. but if you don't sleep. It's huge. And that's the biggest thing. When people come back to my clinic, I just love my clinic because people come back so mm. happy. But one of the biggest things is they say thank you because my sleep's better and I've noticed personally taking HRT that I was doing the same four o'clock in the morning and thinking well I'm not anxious I'm not depressed but I'm waking up early and my husband's happily sleeping next to me thinking what a waste of time and now I feel almost guilty because I love going to bed because I sleep really (laughs) well you know you're going to get a good night's sleep and also just the improved mood as well Mm. I think you know for me having young children and older children as well and then older parents and, Mm. and career and work you know, there is that feeling sometimes that life is closing in on you and totally. we can't cope and we're just stressed and it's mm. just overload. We think of these factors going on around us 
and you know are we just surrounded by idiots or yes. you know is there something else what going is, on yeah, and I think it's very hard to admit <laughs> isn't it when you're very in control you're used to multitasking and then suddenly you're always forgetting your children's PE kit or you can't yeah. remember what you've gone into a room for and then at work your your people are commenting because you're making mistakes and yeah. then you're thinking oh my gosh what's going on yeah and until you realize it's a menopause mm. you know I have people that worry that they've got dementia mm-hmm. you know and it and I can understand that I can totally understand when your concentration goes your short-term memory goes you know and you don't have the classic symptoms it's very hard yeah. sometimes because you know we're not always good at looking after ourselves we're good no. at looking after other people um, and there, so there has been a lack of information as well I think so then people don't know where to go to get the right information yes and, and if, should they even be asking yeah. for it is as you say before is this just something to be endured and mm, to be got through totally and so, I, I see a lot of women in my uh, general practice um but also in my menopause clinic who have been inappropriately given antidepressants. Gosh. So they're labelled, about 70% of my new patients are inappropriately either given or offered antidepressants. That is terrifying. It is. So although we don't want to medicalise the menopause, it already is being medicalised in the wrong way. Yes. Because these women are so desperate for anything. Um, and sometimes the, menop- the uh, antidepressants will help, but not often. They'll no. say, I, I know I'm not depressed, but I just feel low in my mood. It's very different to proper depression. Um, so I just I worry because wow. I wouldn't want to take antidepressants unnecessarily. No, no. You know. and other the addictive qualities, mm. and of course, then even if you're not taking antidepressants, if you're feeling low in mood, you're yes. more likely to perhaps hit the bottle of Chardonnay yes. in the fridge at night and yeah. kind of self-medicate to well, get through. Well, I think I think this is very important, and this sort of leads me to think a lot of my patients are feeling awful mm. and a lot of women as well and um, so they've put on weight because they can't eat yes they're feeling so tired because of their lack of energy because of their low hormone levels so then they're not exercising joint pains are very common with low estrogen levels really? so they often you know physically and mentally don't want to exercise like you say they drink a bit more try and help them sleep so actually they're putting their health more at risk mm. their cardiovascular disease risk if you like the risk of a heart attack goes up by doing all these things even the risk of breast cancer is going up we know the risk of breast cancer goes up if you're overweight if you don't exercise if you drink alcohol so people don't think about actually not doing anything about their menopause is can be negative for them but also for their future health too now we have good news here as well don't we so that's so if you're (laughs) sitting here listening or you know on the way to work thinking oh my goodness this is so me what should we be doing? We've obviously touched on HRT, mm. and for many people, it's the elephant in the room, isn't mm, it? Totally. Should we be taking yes. HRT? Is it safe? So, yes. could you give us some hopefully reassuring facts and figures about yeah. HRT, modern HRT yeah, these days? Totally. And HRT just means hormone replacement therapy. It's, so it's not magic. It's not. But it's not. <laughs> and it's not a one size fits all. Okay. It's not. It comes as tablets. It comes as gels. It comes as patches. I often prescribe the estrogen and progesterone separately. There's another hormone, testosterone, which we might talk about another time, which is very important mm. for us as well. Um, so it, it isn't just give a prescription and get better. It, it often is sort of more tailor-made. A lot of these products now are natural, so they're so-called body identical, derived from the yam, a root vegetable. So you know they are as natural as you get. Yeah. There's some really good guidelines. So NICE, the National Institute of Health and Care Excellence, have produced guidelines about 18 months ago now, which were the first menopause guidance. We have them in all sorts of conditions, and we have to work... Th- you know for them being uh, 
GPs and doctors in the UK. Um, and they're very um, clear. The take home message is for the majority of women under the age of 60 who start HRT, the benefits outweigh the risks. So, so what, what sort of statement. benefits are we getting? Obviously, benefits so, of symptoms, yeah. so being able to sleep, yes. improve so mood. Because you're treating the lack of oestrogen. So literally, you're just putting the oestrogen you're just back it. into your so body. So you're not giving super physiological levels. You're not giving people too much. You're just replacing. And so because you're treating the underlying cause, then people feel better. So, so does it put you back to where you were in your 30s well, and 40s? Yes, but a lot of people think taking HRT delays the menopause, but it doesn't. It just treats and gives you the hormone levels back so when you stop hrt you're going to be how you are or how you would have been if you'd never taken it right so for some people their symptoms can last for 10 20 years if you've only taken hrt for five years you've still got symptoms still ahead of you so it's not delaying your menopause it's just unmasking do you see what i mean yes yeah, so this is so, quite an interesting mm, point so if we think of perimenopause as say being the you know, four or five years, yes, or whatever, leading yeah. up to mm. finishing totally of periods, and then that is the menopause. Our hot flushes, for example, yes. and mood and mm. all the other things, anxiety, doesn't stop then. No. That could carry on. Yes, definitely. So how long could that carry on for? Well, the average age is four years after the menopause, but for about 30%, so three out of 10 women, can go on for more than 10 years. I have patients in their 70s, 80s who still experience hot flushes and symptoms. Oh, my goodness. So, so does that mean that you, you could carry on taking oestrogen for that long? Yes, of course, yes. You, you could so the on. guidelines are very clear that there's no upper age limit for taking HRT. So you could so take it when you're 95? I have a lady who's 90 who's, who's no been way. on it since she was 38, and she is amazing. Oh my goodness. She's slightly deaf. That's her only problem. She's on no other medication. Isn't that incredible? Old? She's 90. 90? Mm, yes. So she had a hysterectomy <laughs> when she was 38. Amazing. Gosh. But the guidelines guidelines talk about individualization of care so every mm -hmm. year people need to be assessed but there's very few risks with HRT so people worry about the risk of clot or stroke if you have the oestrogen through the skin as a gel or patch there's no increased risk so that's really important right so it's only if you're having the tablet, tablet form that you have but the risk. if you have it as a tablet it's a two times risk sounds really high doesn't it double risk yeah. but actually your risk of a clot is very small if you've gone through pregnancy you've yes. gone through taking the contraceptive pill which as we know is more risks without a clot then your risk is very small so i think that's so, a really interesting point i'd just mm. like to to talk about risk um as a site like a little sort of segue here because this affects so many other things in life when people talk about twice the risk we think that maybe you know you might think oh well, one in two of us are going mm. to get something actually if your risk is one in a thousand that's a tiny risk. If you double the risk, sounds scary, double the risk, it's still only two in two a thousand. thousand. So when we're talking in those Daily Mail type headlines that, that just shout at the headlines, yes. you know, three times risk, four times risk, you've got to ask the question, well, what was it to start with? Because if it was one in a thousand so and it's important. now four in a yeah. thousand, I'm still yeah. actually not that bothered. It's very important and, and it's very hard when you talk about risk because you don't really want to know about other people, you want to know about you, what's relevant to you. And I think that's really important. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. So the other risk that everyone worries about and why most people don't want to take HRT is this breast cancer risk. Yes, so tell us. I want to know bottom line, what is the truth? There's some really important messages. The first one is young women, if those women under the age of 51, which is the average age of the menopause, if they take any type of HRT, there's no increased risk of breast cancer because all you're doing is replacing what your body should otherwise be producing. We're designed to have our menopause at 51. So if you're in your 30s, 40s and you have an early menopause, you have to replace that estrogen because if you don't, there's a huge increased risk of heart disease, osteoporosis, dementia, diabetes, Gosh, and you so feel under rubbish, 51, you have no to, increased no risk of breast risk cancer whatsoever. It's just replacement. Fine. So the other thing is if people have had um, a hysterectomy, so they've had their womb taken out by an operation, mm-hmm. they only need estrogen, they don't need a progesterone as well. We know that women who only have estrogen, there's no increased risk of breast cancer. Whatever your age. Whatever your age. So women in their 60s, 70s, there's no increased risk of breast cancer. Right. It's the type of progesterone, not the estrogen, which most doctors, even when I lecture, don't <laughs> realise it's that way around. Because you always think estrogen, breast cancer. Yes. But in someone who has never had breast cancer, yes. who is worried about HRT and mm. have had a hysterectomy, there's no increased risk of okay. breast cancer. So what about the rest so, of us? So you're, you're post-51, yes. like me, never had any inc- incidents of breast cancer, um, haven't had a hysterectomy, what's my so, risk for breast okay. cancer? So then you need to have a progesterone to yep, protect the I lining take. of your womb, which mm-hmm. you take. But there are different types. If you look at the worst study, the biggest studies, the worst study, mm. um, one showed a three times increased risk. That so what was the risk awful. to start with? Yeah, Let's precisely. go back to that. So that's taking it for more than 15 years, which right. some people do. You mm-hmm. know, it's a long time, but some people do. But actually, if you look at other risks, for breast cancer like I've mentioned not exercising Mm. drinking a bit of wine um, being overweight that's increases your risk of breast cancer far more than three times risk with taking HRT for more than 15 years right so actually it's all we we talk about modifiable risk factors you can't change your age you can't change your family history you can change your lifestyle and you can change taking HRT Mm. but often a lot of women who take HRT have such better lifestyles yes absolutely that they're offsetting their any risk anyway yeah 
but the, the type of progesterone can change as well so there's a natural micronized progesterone which is the body identical one I use a lot of mm -hmm. and some studies have shown that that's less associated or even there isn't an associated risk with breast cancer Gosh. but what's interesting the big study when it came out in 2002 when mm. there was this risk everyone was scared everyone stopped HRT yes. those results were leaked to the press early um, one of the investigators from um, America just came out recently to talk at the British Menopause Society conference and he was explaining that actually the risk wasn't significant anyway. So, so it's all been of that, bad news, yes, totally. back from dating 2002? Yes, yeah, was, was incorrect. And so the investigators, the people, when they've looked at the studies again, there isn't this increased risk. But these studies show the benefits. That so the lower so shocking, risk of osteoporosis, lower risk of heart disease. Yes. You know, when people stopped taking HRT, there was a massive increased risk, increased incidence, sorry, mm. of osteoporosis and heart disease in America. But the risk of the incident of breast cancer didn't come didn't down. Didn't suddenly fall. So that answers so many <laughs> questions anyway. Yeah, you know, quite. So women are needlessly suffering Yes. by not taking HRT because they're scared mm. but often they're unknowingly increasing their risk of breast cancer by mm. not taking HRT and increasing their risk of other really important diseases like you know heart disease and osteoporosis are so common yes. far more common than breast cancer well I was talking to somebody who came off HRT she's now I think 60 and she'd been taking it in her early 50s or mm. um, late 40s maybe when that study was published mm and immediately just kind of stopped overnight, like mm. so many women mm. in Britain yes, just went cold yeah. turkey and America as well. And as a result, now has to have a hip replacement because her oh. bone density is just so... What a shame. She's lost yeah. so much. Yeah. And she's, you know, really cross, mm. angry, furious. Well, but, yeah, but, totally. And, and has spent a decade of her working life mm. struggling mm. against these terrible symptoms, not mm. sleeping, not stress, you know, marriage bust up. You yeah. know, so many things yeah. happened. yeah. And it's, you know, I, I've, I just feel really enraged by it when you hear stories like that. I'm sure you do too I as a GP. Absolutely. I feel, because I do a lot of work for West Midlands Police, and whenever I lecture to women, I am just saddened by their stories of their lives, how their menopause has affected their life, affected their relationship, often affected their work. We know that a lot mm. of people give up work because of the menopause. How sad is that when you've reached yeah. a pinnacle? And, I mean, I only had symptoms for about three or four months. I didn't recognise them being menopausal. You know, typical doctor. Really? Even? I thought you. my night sweats were due to a lymphoma. It shows really yeah. how hard it is because oh I goodness. just thought I'm doing yeah. all this menopause work, I'm tired. Yeah. You know, Ted hadn't even thought I was perimenopausal. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but actually I can see how you would easily come into a shell. I would be at home in my pyjamas. I wouldn't be here in London because I would be too tired if I wasn't taking HRT. Tell you know, me about so. this work with the police. That sounds extraordinary. Mm. So are you talking to female police? We're doing both. So I do some work with West Midlands Police which is the second biggest police force in the UK so and they wow. have a menopause unit How um, extraordinary. Which is isn't that brilliant it's is that so common amongst no, public health at all. no public any company unfortunately so they um, engage so they they meet regularly to talk about their experiences but also we've been doing lots of training with line managers as well so it's all to break this taboo you mm. know people need to know about it people mm. think about menopausal women as some crazy hormonal woman don't go near her you know mm -hmm. she's a bit emotionally labile but actually for that woman when you're perimenopausal or menopausal it's really hard it's a real struggle 
people don't want to necessarily be labelled as menopausal, but isn't it nice if it was out in the environment so you could yeah. talk about it? Um, and so a lot of people have found, actually, just the work I've done, that they've started to take HRT. They feel better, they look better, they mm. work better, they're more productive, they're keeping their jobs. One of the police officers recently was saying she'd worked 22 years in the police and it's the first time she'd been off sick. And she was taken off the beat. She was at home having a terrible time. And now she came to see me last week and she said, I've got a new job in the police. It's very stressful, but I can cope with it. Wow. And I'm really enjoying it. And, you know, the police used to retire at 50. But now with pension changes, they re they're retiring later. So yeah. it's very important this workforce is kept. But I do work with West Midlands Fire Brigade as well. And the men really suffer too. You know, if you're married to a menopausal woman, you know, it's not much fun. No, it's not fun, so, is it? But they don't know. Mm. They just think their partners may be changing or stressed. And they don't yes. understand it's the menopause. So there's so many symptoms that are very soft. But until you put them all together, you then yes. you realise how actually it's my hormones and there is something that can be done about it. Talking about the men, is there such a thing as the male menopause? It's very interesting. <laughs> um, lack of testosterone can occur when we get older or men, yeah. when men get older and it is associated with some conditions like diabetes, even um, heart disease as well. And low mood? So, and low could mood as well. Okay, yeah, so, so obviously that libido too. grumpy old so, guy in the armchair yeah, could be Yeah, there's some really good screening tools moment. and it is worth um, often thinking and it's, it's a lot easier to diagnose. So for men, you just do you do two testosterone levels in the morning blood test very easy mm. I should say for women if you're over 55 40, sorry if you're over 45 you do not need a blood test so um, because our hormone levels are changing all the time you can imagine if I did your hormone level one day it would be different to how it would be a week after so I see lots of women who are told by their GPs, oh, you're not menopausal because they've or had not a blood perimenopausal test. because of a blood test. There's no point in having it It's a it complete then. waste of time. Oh and actually, um, some research has just shown you could save the NHS £9.2 million by not doing blood tests <gasps> in women over the age of 45. And have a better result. Yes, of course. And, and what's great for me in GP is someone's got changing periods yeah. and they're having menopausal symptoms. Then they're either perimenopausal or menopausal, depending on their periods. But I can start, start talking to them about HRT about their mm. lifestyle rather than in the old days as it were I used to say well come back and see me it's really hard to get an appointment you've got to miss work to have an appointment to come back so it's great you know it's so much easier you don't have to do a blood test and it makes sense so, so you shouldn't worry if you go to your GP and they don't do a blood no, test you, you shouldn't that you should worry matter. if they do you should worry honest. if they do oh <laughs> yeah. my god it's really completely fascinating so, yeah and you use a lot of patches and gels from oestrogen which comes from wild yams yeah. that's the sort of tuber plant a bit like a yeah. sweet potato what about the so-called bioidentical hormones that we mm. hear about yes thank you for bringing that up <laughs> so bioidenticals just mean by it's it's sort of it's like body identical it's this phrase so there are a lot of bioidentical clinics and these are privately run clinics that, are, that produce hormones um, hrt they call it bioidentical but it's not regulated it's compounded so it's made for you so um, what, what, but it's what, not regulated them? so they use a lot of the products that i prescribe so i prescribe you could say I prescribe bioidentical HRT. It's body identical, so the estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone are all natural. Mm -hmm. um, but they also they often use that. But then they um, often add other hormones that we don't know much about, and they like could what? potentially be dangerous, like DHEA, which is a precursor of testosterone. 
I see a lot of people that have given um, thyro um, thyroxine hormone, even though they've got normal blood tests. Um, there's also mm -hmm. some other hormones and steroid type hormones, but they also give it in unregulated amounts. So everything I prescribe, I know what it says on the tin. It, yes. it, you can imagine anything you prescribe has to go through a really rigorous um, process to actually get to be able to be prescribed. This is um, made in a back pharmacy by somebody. Is it legal? Um, so it is legal, but it's not regulated. So, so the International Menopause Society, the British Menopause Society, NICE, the you know the guidelines I spoke yeah. about, they all uh, do not approve it at all. They haven't regulated um, it. And what's what's scary really is that women are having unnecessary hormones, or they're having very high levels. Mm. They use a lot of progesterone cream. Um, we need progesterone to protect the lining of our womb, but mm. if you have the cream. We don't know that it, it works in a high enough dose to protect the lining of our womb. Oh my goodness. So I see a lot of women who come up from these clinics because they were having problems. Yeah. I was recently speaking to a doctor in London who had been given, um, a patient had been given oral, so lozenger form of testosterone and had had jaundice and liver problems. And yeah. they didn't know in the hospital what it was related to. And I'm sure it was related to the testosterone. We don't give it orally. Right. So, it's know, a germ, it's, isn't it? Yeah, that it you is. That's on. exactly right. Mm. So... You just have to be really careful. Um, yes. it's, they're very expensive, these clinics, very expensive. And so mm. I always worry, you know, about the money. I have and heard about that. But make it look very nice. But yes. you have to be very careful what you're taking. And also, to your point earlier, I think a lot of these clinics seem to be operating on blood tests. Yes, they do. With saliva tests. They do a lot right. of saliva tests. And is that more reliable than blood? No, not really. No, no okay. because so. they, they, you see, they look and they'll, they'll tailor make it for you. So it sounds very nice. But what your hormones were doing last week and what they're doing next week are going to be quite different. So you could um, be taking so, something completely yes, inappropriate. So then you're almost battling mm. with your own body. So if you're taking the same amount, it, it helps just regulate your body so mm. you're at a single level. Yes. The level can be changed depending on your age, your symptoms, other things. So right. that's why it's not this one size fits all. So you all. can adapt it. So yes, your totally patients do. will come back yeah, and say, actually, and I need have a bit more of different this. Amounts. Or, right. yeah. But it's the same substance. And mm. so you just worry what's in these these um, compounded preparations yes you know, so and what kind of health scans should we be having going through menopause should we be having DEXA scans for bone density yeah it, it depends really I think the HLT is just one part of the jigsaw puzzle with mm. the menopause mm -hmm. you know it's really important to look at our whole life and I think the perimenopause should be an opportunity to think right I've got this new phase in my life potentially 30 yeah. years menopausal Gosh. even if you I know it sounds <laughs> yeah. depressing but it should be positive let's sort it out it? we've got 30 because years of this girls. even if you don't have <laughs> symptoms your body still yeah. has low estrogen levels so right. if you think in the 1900s average age of death was 59 average age of menopause 57 so we weren't really designed to not have hormones in our right. body you could argue yes. so um so looking at our overall health looking at our exercise looking at our diet mm. um looking at our well-being is really mm. important but often I see lots of people that do all that, but they're still struggling. Yes. HRT is that final missing pick, you know, piece that often makes their bodies function better and also invest for their future health because you have a 50% less risk of a heart attack if you take HRT. That's huge, isn't it? 50%. Yeah. So, you know. so it's all about a healthier, happier future, hopefully. Totally. Yes. Louise, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you. And we have touched on testosterone. Yes. It is a fascinating subject. So will you come back and I'd we can perhaps yes. talk in some more detail about yes. that? Thank but for you. now, thank you very much. Thanks, Liz. And coming up next time, do join me when I'm joined by yet another fascinatingly brilliant woman who is at the top of her field. 
That is, when she's not outstanding in her fields, literally, as I'm welcoming none other than Helen Browning into the studios here, Chairman of the Soil Association and Organic Farmer Extraordinaire. I am very much looking forward to some nitty-gritty farmyard talk and more. Meantime, do hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode. And I'd love to read your comments and reviews if you'd like to leave me one. You can also head over to lizarwellbeing.com for all the podcast notes and the resources from today's show. I know I, for one, need to be heading over there right now to print these off. And you can also sign up to our weekly wellbeing newsletter, which will bring more news and views right into your inbox on a regular basis. So until next time, go well. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.